This podcast is produced by Audiofy. This is the story of us, and I'm Valerie. I'm Herson. This program is dedicated to helping couples unlock the power of their unique usness. Every couple is as unique as a person's fingerprint. We're here so that together we can further discover your usness. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of So You Think You Can Dance. <laughs> Forgot the name <laughs> of the show again. What's the name of our show? The Story of Us. Yes. Oh my goodness. I, I'm not even going to redo that. I'm just going to keep it right there. Yes. Thank you for tuning in to The Story of Us. I am Herson. And I am Valerie Gonzalez. And we are so excited to bring you this newest episode. I've had my wife trapped in my studio and I've gotten two episodes out of her and we're doing a third. I'm super excited. How are you feeling, honey? I am feeling ready for some conversation. This is what we're talking about today. Uh, just to bring you up to speed, if you haven't heard any other episode and you're catching this one, we're talking about the 10 emotional needs, the most important emotional needs that women and men have. And if you learn how to meet these needs, you will learn how to have the feeling of love. You're going to learn how to affair-proof your marriage because when you focus on the needs of your spouse and your spouse focus in on the, on your needs you don't have any need for anybody outside of your husband and wife where it matters the most so we've covered the need for affection correct then we covered the need for sexual fulfillment correct and today we're going to be talking about the need for conversation conversation and unlike the need for sex conversation is not an emotional need that can or should be met exclusively in marriage praise the lord yes because <laughs> imagine if we just had to talk to each other and that is it for the whole day well you know what you make it sound like it's bad but no. it's not bad because I, I you're the person i want to talk to the most Yes. But not the only person I want to talk to. No, 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 no. No, wait, but, wait. but no, wait, the way you're saying it is you don't want to talk to me. Because imagine <laughs> what happens to my alone time. What? Like, because you talk a lot more than I do throughout the day. <laughs> like, so I, it would just completely like dominate like every minute of my day. No. And yeah, my alone time would be kind of like poof, gone. Yeah, you're missing the whole point of the, the conversation here. How, why don't you just sit tight and I'll teach you this class because you're getting it wrong. <laughs> our, our, our need for conversation can ethically be met by almost anyone. So that's the good news. You can you unlike sex, that's just you and, and, and your spouse. This one you can share it, right? But but it is one of your most important emotional needs. If it is, um, uh, it's best to deposit those love units into that person that you love and and get those back and conversation is one of those ways that you sow seeds of love into each other yeah it again it doesn't have to be um exclusive to your marriage but when someone is 
uh, when you have a high need for conversation and someone else is constantly meeting that need, these high needs create these things that we're calling the love units, mm -hmm. you know, and they make deposits into your life. And when um, there's a greater need and a greater void in your life or something and someone is filling that need, it that person is going to start taking a priority in your life that they should not have. And a lot of people that, that end up having affairs start with emotional affairs. That's how it starts. And, it and doesn't conversations. If I, I've known people who've had uh, affairs with people and they're like, I didn't even like really technically like that person. I wasn't really like attracted to them, but the way that they listened, mm -hmm. the way um, that that we talked, there was just a, a a fluidity in the in our conversation that I don't have at home. So if it if it if this happens to be a high need for you, the need for conversation, an emotional need for conversation, it's crucial that your to your marital happiness that your spouse is one of the people who meets it best and most often. And the need for conversation is not simply met by just talking to someone. Right. You know, it is met when when both persons are enjoying the conversations. They're involved. Right. They're engaged. Right. There's good conversation. <laughs> you know, I've been in I've been trapped in conversations where it's not enjoyable. No. And and and, and I, I, you know, have you ever fallen asleep? on someone while they're trying to talk to you? No, that's you. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> happened to me a lot. And recently I was talking to someone and I was just dozing off and I was amazed that they just kept talking. Yeah. My yeah. eyes are closing. Yeah. They just kept talking. That That's not the need for conversation. That's just the need to talk. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, some people don't, they're not interested in what the other party has to say. They just want to get everything out and they just blah, 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 blah. And it doesn't really matter if you have an audience or not, <laughs> as long as there's some kind of body there that is giving you it's projecting as if yeah. you know there's so a person so let's talk about what good conversation is what are what are the characteristics uh, uh that follow good conversation well one of the things is you have to use it to inform and investigate one another i and 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 that word investigate some people might be like <laughs> oh why you always gotta be asking i mean if i care about someone mm -hmm. I, I in a conversation the right question just amplifies the conversation, brings the conversation to deeper meanings. Investigating is be it's because you care, not because you're suspicious. Yeah, and the thing is that some for some people is not as easy to open up certain areas of their lives. Right. You know, it could be trauma from the past. It could be uh, bad experiences. Um, you know that they've had or trust issues. All these different things. You know, can um, cause somebody to shut themselves down in a specific area and in a relationship where you have decided to spend the rest of your life together and trust this person with, you know, um, uh, with your whole heart, uh, then, you know, it doesn't automatically just open up everything. Okay, here I am. Sometimes we have to put a little bit of work to get into those deep areas that don't easily open up. Don't be afraid of asking. Listen, if, if and, and now we're talking about marital conversation. Don't be afraid of asking the question. Because there, in good conversation, good questions will lead to better conversation. And sometimes deeper and more meaningful conversations, uh, right? Uh, you don't want, you do, certainly don't want them to feel like they're being interrogated, but, but, you, but, but I care about what's happening. And so I'm going to ask the obvious 
questions that pop into my mind. It makes conversation more fun for me if I get to ask certain questions that will lead the conversation in different places. And the other thing is, is to inform. You have to, we have to inform one another. We can't expect it just because we married and um, now we're together, that person is automatically going to know everything about me or give them the full task of, you know what? You just have to figure it out. Yeah. How many times have we heard, well, you should have known by now, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, did we really take the time to inform? We think that with our actions and the things that we do should drop hints here and there. But let me tell you, after 23 years of marriage, it's just better if you just tell them. <laughs> you just know, investigate, just, just share. Yeah, yeah. Just ask the questions. Just let him know what you're feeling. Let him know what you need, and um, and and dig to find out what are the things that they really need. Pay attention. And number two, <clears throat> good conversation is characterized by focusing attention. I just put a candy in my mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, how's that candy treating <laughs> you? It was for your benefit. It's one of these icebreakers with cooling uh, winter cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but when you're, when you're having a good conversation, you focus attention on topics of mutual interest. My life should be of mutual interest. Her life should be of mutual interest. And the things that we talk about, we should be, I'm not going to talk a lot to Valerie about football right now because she doesn't care. I'll say, Hey, the Pats won. That's, that's. That's our conversation. Yeah, but but then again, I am well informed. If I can sit through a game, I can watch a whole game. I know all the rules. I know all the, like I can follow the whole thing. At this point in my life, I'm not as interested. There's been other seasons mm -hmm. where I've loved football, mm -hmm. and I was always in Get the jerseys. You know, yeah, but uh, I'm not there right now. Mm -hmm. But the the thing about mutual interest is that in a marriage, not everything is going to be mutual interest. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to identify what are the things that you know, we enjoy um, mutually and we can talk about these things. Like, for example, I think about when we first got married, you know, her sin um, had to be the life of the party. He was always talking to everybody. Yeah. And he was by the time that we would leave a party or any place that we were at, <laughs> I he, was spent. He was spent. So he would get in the car and he was completely silent and it would just drive me. I went crazy. from being Mr. Entertainment. It would to, to the chauffeur, the mute chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, it would just drive me crazy because I I was like, why can't I have some of that conversation? And the things that he was talking about were things that I was interested in. He would talk about politics. He would talk about you know Theology. all the yeah and music and all this stuff. And I'm going like I, I these are all things that are well, interesting. Well, one to day, me. one day, Valerie showed me that she could really hang. One day, I was having a conversation with. Uh, one of my dear friends, uh, uh, Reverend Doctor So and So, and another person that's uh, big, 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 just big brains. We were at the airport. Do you remember this? I do. And and um, and we get into these these you know these 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 great you know philosophy theology conversations. And and it's not. And I know that my wife can hang. I've heard her speak, but I'd never seen it seen her interact with my friends that way. And. Um, and midway through the conversation, the both of them looked at me and said, Herson, you can go. We're fine with her. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, but part of that, I think it was um, I would get frustrated at the fact that you would not um, put that uh, um, make the, have that conversation with the me. Effort. You know, you wouldn't put that effort. And um, but at the same time, I, I would just get upset 
and not really not communicate mm-hmm. the fact that that's of interest to me. Mm-hmm. Let's try me, test me, mm-hmm. you know, and we can have a good conversation. Or I didn't start those conversations with you either. Right. So that's why it, I, we talk about the informing and the investigating. And it's something that it takes. We talk about a mutual interest because it's going to take two people putting an effort on each side to be able to understand one another and find those common grounds that you can start building from. And then the next thing you want to do is you want to have a balancing, uh, being able to to balance the conversation so that both people have equal opportunity to talk. You don't want to be the dominant. You don't want to be dominated in conversation. And while while some of us are more gifted than others, uh, you really have to be able to in, to, in in order to have the itch scratched of your need for conversation, you really need to value what the other person brings to the table. And if you're that person, we had a couple in our church that that she felt like she wasn't good enough for him. And the reason she felt that way is because he told her she wasn't good enough for him. Yeah. And and he always talked over her. And he always, because he had his masters and because he had this, you know, he felt like, well, I'm not challenged by my wife. She's too, you know, she, she's not <laughs> bright enough to, to, to keep up with us. And so what we told her to do, what to do is, well, go home and, 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 and when you're not with him, do research. Yeah. If you want to be a part of his life and a conversation, watch the news, read the newspaper, be informed. Mm-hmm. Because up to, up until then, her world was the gossip world. The, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't news. It wasn't theology. It wasn't philosophy. It was hey, this person said, and she was amazingly conversational when it came to relationships. Yeah, and and but her no, emotional but IQ nothing, was high. But his he was focused on facts and figures right. and things like that. She was just quantitative. On, yeah, on whatever you know. Um, it didn't even have to be a fact. You know, she's <laughs> like having a good old time in that conversation. So so it needed. To, she needed to put some effort into what is it that he's interested in. And he also needed to put up with a little bit of, you know, the gossip and things that That's she right. uh, needed to uh, talk about. Find an interest in what your spouse is interested in. Because she, the other issue he had was that he would get frustrated that she's involved with all these gossips with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But she had a need to just say it. She just wanted to chat. But if she just told him, he would keep it to himself and he yeah. would end the gossip like right there. That's right. So if he and endured it for a minute he would actually eliminate something else that he was hating which was how everybody else was viewing his wife and all that stuff so you know just a little effort from each side just put in the effort and make sure that your conversations are mutually interesting and 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 you're both interested in it number three balance oh we already talked about this balance uh, the conversation so that both people have the opportunity to talk. And lastly, giving each other undivided attention while talking to one another. What'd you say? There's nothing better than talking to someone <laughs> while they're on their phone. Or watching TV. Or watching TV. Or, you know. Or falling it, asleep. Yeah, or falling asleep. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it's so, you know, when when it's time to talk, if you're going to have some meaningful conversation. Shut it down shut everything, everything else down everything else down and sometimes sometimes it's even important that when you're having a serious conversation and you have children mom 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 mommy 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 mama 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 ma 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 mom mama what hi 
mm-hmm. you know, that come in to interrupt. Our, our children can just completely take over our whole lives if we let them. And um, it's important sometimes to just let our spouse know you're still super important in my life. You know, you're important enough for me to give you my undivided attention. Yep. Yeah, that matters. Yeah. And and obviously, if the kid is having an emergency or anything sure. like that, you know, you ha- you both have to attend to it. Sure. But, but we also on the floor. but we also have to teach <laughs> our children that it's important, you know, in marriage. And it's never too early to say mommy and daddy are having a conversation. I'll and get you, back and, to and, you. And you're not fighting, by the way. And you're happy. This yeah. is not because you're fighting. This is an enjoyable conversation that you're having. And, and you know, uh, it. Sometimes when you're fighting, you say, not now, but but how about when you're having a great conversation and you say, honey, mommy and daddy are having fun right now. We're talking. Can we, we'll get back to you in a moment. That's, that, that's a different yeah. side of, of a marriage that kids don't always see. Yeah. And, and the, if the telephone rings. Don't answer. Oh my I've God. Learned, listen, folks, people, guys, <laughs> don't answer when they call. Listen, don't do it because, <laughs> because that person, I promise you, will call you back 15 times and between you- now and the next hour, Eliud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll just keep calling. They'll call me. They'll call everybody. But listen, it, 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 it's going to be okay. If you do not pick up that phone at that very specific moment, things will be all right. You can still um, have your, your good, meaningful conversation and um, have it und- with your undivided attention while you talk to one another. And the flip side of this is when conversations fail, uh, when they fail to meet your greatest needs is when you start putting demands on people. Oh, God, when, I... when you start putting demands on folks, the enjoyable conversation is over and now you're dictating now you're demanding now this is no longer enjoyable this is not meeting my <laughs> my my emotional need for conversation uh now you're just telling me you know li- reading me the riot act and 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 that's not enjoyable not at all not at all i remember the days that my husband were demanding <laughs> that i would be the submissive wife in our conversations <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that nope i blocked it out of my memory i'm a new man listen i want to make it clear we are um we believe wholeheartedly in the word of god and we do believe that women should be submitted to their husbands Preach. you know but when we talk about submission Preach. we're talking about coming under a mission and it was crazy in my house there was no mission there was no <laughs> nothing and he's like calm the man and the bible and i was like listen i know that word just as good as you yeah. and so, it also says that the man yeah. is submitted to jesus so, yeah and so so it was these things of like okay you're making all these demands when i know that you're failing in all these demands that are coming from the same place and we uh, we could not have a healthy conversation. Yep. Um, we had to back away. Um, yeah. You know, and the, yeah, the moment the moment you start making demands in a conversation, it's no longer a conversation. It's be- it's it now a, a negotiation. Not even you're, it's you're, a fight. It's just a fight. <laughs> That's it. I was trying to find that. <laughs> it's not a negotiation. Well, and and a lot of times it leads to our second point. Uh, a conversation fails to meet your needs when there's disrespect. Yes, 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 yes. Disrespect. There's so much disrespect now in conversations, um, not just between husbands and wives, between children yeah. and their parents. There's just disrespect in all kinds of conversations. All of a sudden, if you are polite, 
you people look at you like oh my god like, you're no you're just like uh you're the unicorn <laughs> in the room. Yeah. you know um because nobody's polite anymore in the way that they speak um uh we need to bring respect back into um our relationships into our conversation i, I just can't believe how 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 never mind in a public uh, in a private conversation but how couples will disrespect each other Publicly. In, publicly, just in front of, of, I mean, years ago it used to be men demeaning women, but now uh, you see women just emasculating men in front of their friends and family. And it's just, I mean, uh, it's, it's happening publicly because it's being allowed in your private conversation. This is birthed in private conversation. Yeah, and it, it vice versa. It's just it's uh and it's so uncomfortable. Everybody in the room gets like like just yeah. yeah, it's just not not nice. Let's not do that. No. And 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 the third thing that that when it conversation fails to be enjoyable with when it stops being fun is when one or both people become angry. They're, you're no longer that's when you're really fighting. That's now you're angry, you're upset. Um you've moved beyond de demands, you've disrespected each other, and now you're upset. And have we have we told them about the time that we were um I'm not sure if we want to share this story. I don't even <laughs> oh, know what I'm you're sure, going to say. I'm sure. I know you do. Okay. Okay. We we were having trying what we thought was a conversation except you were yelling so loud no that I could not hear you any longer. I, I don't remember this. And um I could not hear you any longer. All right. I could see, it's like all of a sudden I had I don't know if you ever watched a show Ali McBeal. Ali McBeal. Okay, now. you should check it out. It's on Netflix. You can still watch is Ali McBeal. Yes it is. Mm. And um like she his had a, face, she had a hyperactive imagination. Yes. Yeah, so his face just transformed and all I saw was like a bulldog just barking at me all of our because, friends at rwc heard the story we, we said it on the yes, pulpit because because i could not like all, i i could not understand a word he was saying all i kept hearing him was just like barking at me so i started barking back like a chihuahua my wife started barking <laughs> like i'm telling her how things are you know how we do and she starts going ruff, 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 ruff. and i looked at her like i broke her <laughs> I broke her. She's broken. She's what do I do? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? If you want to talk dog, we'll talk dog. Whatever it is, is it? But I don't understand a word that's coming out of your mouth. You know, and that kind of like died things down a little bit. It was like really um, funny after a while. But um, but when you become that angry, yeah. That you, not, there's no sense. There's no sense in having a conversation or whatever you call but, it. But there's some people that won't. It's like a dog using the dog analogy. It's like a dog with a bone that they won't let it go. Yeah. And it turns into number four when when conversation is used to dwell on mistakes of the past or even the present. You can't move on because one of you won't move on. You're just holding on, and you're just I'm mad, and I'm not going to let go of this thing you did ten years ago. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how some people will come into our office and they're like, I am just so tired of being here where we are. Like we've been, you know, going through this thing over and over. And then when you talk to the person, when you're trying to get to the gist of it, they're still holding that person accountable for what they did 10 years ago. Yep. So no wonder you're still in the same place. You're still carrying the same baggage. There hasn't been forgiveness. There hasn't been any um, progressive um, uh, action, you know, to be able to bring you out of that place. You so, know, if people can actually get to uh, realize that um, 
how much enjoyment forgiveness can bring into a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that um, that it would be uh, something so much more um, uh, valuable to invest into than all this anger and high blood pressure and all mm -hmm. that stuff that happens. I'll when tell you, I, I tell you, arguing. as as important as I think it, it is to have conversation, uh, unless conversation is mutually enjoyable, a couple is probably better off not talking to each other as much yeah. or maybe not at all. You know, an unpleasant conversation not only fails to meet the emotional needs, but it also makes it less likely that there's going to be an opportunity to meet the needs in the future. You need to learn how to communicate well before you keep communicating. If you're not doing it well now and it's a source of pain for your marriage, then stop doing it until you can learn how to do it better. And you might need a mediator for That's that. Right. You might need to go into counseling. I know so many people, especially in the Christian world, they have this, you know, concept of, you know, counseling as something that is ungodly. But we have met so many wonderful um, Christian counselors yeah. that, you know, have helped so many marriages uh, come from a place of brokenness into healing, you know, and you might need that mediator because if you continue to just have this conversation, you're going to keep digging a deeper and deeper hole that you're going to find yourself just in this black hole. You're not going to be able to get out of it. Yeah. You know, during courtship, people don't have a problem really talking. As a matter of fact, if you can't talk to somebody while you're dating them, chances are you're not going to marry them. So you have the ability, the skill is there. You know, it's a time for, for, for information gathering for both people. Both are highly motivated to discover each other's likes and dislikes, personal background, current interests, plans for the future. What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, what are we going to then we, And you start to dream about the house you're going to live in and, and, and the children. But once the house comes in, comes the mortgage. And once the kids come in, less time. And so, so after marriage, a lot of women find it that, that, that men kind of spend hours talking they used to spend hours talking to you on the phone or no longer seem interested in talking. And they spend their spare time watching TV. Now they just want to get home from work. They want to decompress and you're not part of that process. And so we're, we're, we're looking at how do you connect if you have a high need for conversation? How do you bring this to your life again where it can be meaningful and it can be rewarding? And it has to be within the relationship because there's so many people that have conversations with themselves throughout a relationship, yeah. especially during courtship. Sure. You start having those ideas of what your likes are, how many kids you want to have, how many things, but you don't share it. You're afraid to like uh, completely open yourself up and you think that that conversation is being reserved for when you get married. And then you get married and find out that the person that you just married doesn't share the same dreams and ideas. So um, that we often give ourselves credit for conversations that we have with ourselves. Mm -hmm. But um, here we're talking about how to affair prove your marriage, how to safeguard your marriage. And when we talk about conversation, we're talking about literally having your spouse, your your mate and if you're listening to this and you're not married yet how to um, develop the skills now uh, in your courtship uh, before you get married to be able to have these open conversations you know it, during courtship um, like I said if the person didn't meet your conversational needs you probably wouldn't marry them you know but but here's the thing um, when you get married and you check out you run the risk of your spouse falling out of love with you 
And that's what we're trying to prevent here. Mm -hmm. When you meet each other's most important needs, you will never fall out of love. It, it'll wane. You, you, nobody's always at 100. It's, I think it's impossible to be there all the time. But you're never going to fall out of love if you are able to have meaningful, good, enjoyable conversation with the person that you love the most. I never forget, um, I my favorite Bible of all times is the Woman of Destiny Bible. Uh, it's a collection of uh, over 150 writings of different uh, women and there's different testimonials and a treasure box. Um, they don't even print it, I think, anymore, uh, which I think is a shame because it's an incredible Bible. But um, there's a, a a specific writing in there by Cindy Jacobs um, that really ministered to me um, in a time where you and I we couldn't uh, talk. We we were not communicating at all, and um, I remember she she started talking about infidelity. And I was like, oh, my God, Cindy Jacobs, you know, and I was unfaithful to her husband. And uh, but she specified that it was the Holy Spirit convicted her of infidelity because she had someone in her life whom she was never sexually involved with. But whenever something great happened in her life, he was the first person she wanted to call. And she had a very high need of conversation. And one time when she picked up the phone to share some news with him, the Holy Spirit just convicted her because that phone call should have been to her husband. He should have been the person that um, she needed to have that yeah. first conversation with. And she realized that there was a great need in that area. And that um, awareness from the Holy Spirit brought her to a place in her marriage where um, they were able to heal in that area. And now it made them even stronger than ever. So sometimes, you know, we think that it's not that big of a deal, you know, but who is the first person that you think of when something good happens to you? Who is the first person that you think of calling when something bad happens to you, when you start gauging that in your life, you start realizing um, what, uh, uh, who are you prioritizing in your life? And if you're making room for, um, if you're making room for an area that belongs to your spouse for someone else. I'll share a story. The, the, I was eating at an Applebee's with two of my cousins. One of them was going through a real tough situation. And so I'm sitting down and I'm talking to my, my, my two cousins. Uh, and, um, and a girl comes over and she puts her phone number down in front of me. And I look at the number and I look up and we're in Woonsocket. I'm the pastor of Woonsocket. You're the bishop. Thank you. And so, and so I, I looked around and I says, how can I help you? And the girl goes, oh, this is from, from my sister. And she said, do you remember the story? Yeah, I and, and 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 I I go, oh, would she like to have a meeting or something? She goes, no, she thinks you're cute. She'd like for you to call her. <gasps> I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> no, that's the thing. <laughs> my first instinct, and this is off of what Valerie just said. My, I said, hold on, guys, and I picked up my phone and I called Valerie. And guys, ten years ago, this would have never happened. But I picked up the phone and I go, babe, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. And Valerie's like, Valerie could hear it in my voice. She's like, what happened, babe? And I'm like, honey, this girl just came and gave me a phone number. Her sister thought I was cute. And Valerie, knowing me, she knows me. I'm celebrating not because I got somebody's number. She knows that 
I still think I'm cute, right? <laughs> and so without skipping a beat, Valerie just, I mean, and this is why I was so glad I called her. And my cousins heard it. And this was, I was able to witness, I was able to use this as a witness to them. Afterwards, Valerie goes, you still got it, Papi. You still got it, <laughs> right? And that's all I needed. I was like, okay, babe, I got to go. And that was it. Yeah. What would have happened if that conversation, I tried to do that 15 years ago? Well, you oh, first of all, the conversation would have never happened. I wouldn't have never called you. You've no, you would have <laughs> never shared it. You would ne never talked about it, and you probably would have called the number. No, oh no. Yeah, I, I yeah. hate to think that's true. The me now, yeah. never, never, no. But we did, you know, we don't even say we don't say never. What we do is we safeguard a marriage and that's against what we do. never. You know, those people that go into like, oh no, I didn't, no, don't, no, don't you're still yourself. just as human as you were, mm -hmm. you know, 15 years ago, with hopefully more principles in your life. Right. that will keep you and from um uh, that, that will keep you from making the same mistakes in the past but the issue but the idea is conversation something happened and i wanted and something that i would have normally hid from my wife she's become the person i want to talk to the most all the time and that didn't used to be it used to be my no. brother or, or i mean it used to be someone else mm -hmm. but but she's she's 23 years of falling in love a little bit more every day every day just a little bit more and and my most enjoyable conversations uh happen with with my wife because we've put in the time we've put in the work so do you have a craving just to talk to someone are you the person that picks up the phone because you just feel like talking then talking is important to you conversation is important to you but if you see conversation as a practical necessity primarily as a means to an end, you talk because you have to, then maybe it's not that important to you. But if you use conversation just to talk, you know, it's, it might not be that important to you. But let me tell you something. If you're married to someone that has a high need for conversation, you've got to get this skill down. If you are someone who struggles with gossip, <laughs> <laughs> most likely it's because <laughs> you have a high need for conversation someone needs to hear you out Good yeah no and this is the thing that when you we find people in our lives that we know them and people i hear everybody talking about the gossiper behind their back and they know that they can't trust them and they know that but what they don't realize is that person has a high need you know, they have a high need for conversation and the only content that they get is the negative from everybody else. So whatever. So we can help flip some of these people <laughs> if your wife or your husband, because let me tell you something. There are some guys out there <laughs> that struggle Look at the with mic. gossip a lot more. Oh, oh, oh gossip. Yes. Uh, yeah, they struggle with mm -hmm. gossip. They need to talk to somebody. They need to have something to say and <laughs> and, and and whatever. It's this is not just. It used to be that a lot of these things used to be exclusive to like women and men, but now um, it's shared. It's, it's shared. Yes. <laughs> well, listen. We can go on and on, mm -hmm. but we're going to end it right here. And we're going to ask you, please like, share and subscribe. Let people know about this series and what we're talking about. If it's a blessing to your life. That's right. And we will see you in our next episode, which we will be talking about recreational companionship. Having fun with yes. your spouse. We get to have a good time with one another and we'll have some great stories to share with you <laughs> <laughs> about how get ready for the pregnant Valson. Get ready for the pregnant Val playing tennis. 
and the racquetball Hurston. Oh, <laughs> we'll save that for another time. Thank you so much. We love you guys. Tune in next week. We'll see you. Bye. I got three episodes.